Welcome to Tea Time with Shaylee and Amber, the podcast where we talk about all the shit that your horse wants you to know and what you can do about it. Amber is a horse trainer and a personal results coach, certified in Theta and Semitic Breathwork. Shaylee is an animal communicator who also teaches communication. Both knowledge seekers with the intention of sharing that knowledge and hoping that we can encourage the listeners to do the same. Everybody, we are so sorry to... Just kidding. No, we aren't. And you shouldn't be either. Join us for a conversation about guilt, parasites, I'm sorry's, the depth of what horses feel in their bodies, and so many other twists and turns. This one is a long one, and we are not sorry about it. If you have any desire to dive a little deeper with Shaylee and I, please look at the info about our membership. We will put that in the show notes. All right, let's go. Hello, and welcome back to the pod. Um, If you missed our last pod, we talked to Kelly once. Um, She was actually our very first guest, and she is the goddess of grief, and we talked about um we talked about grief and healthy ways to grieve and honestly it was a long time ago so I can't remember exactly what was in it but I remember coming off of that pod feeling we felt good about it so there's a lot of good things in there got good feedback. um yeah we got good feedback from that one so hopefully you guys liked it if you if you haven't heard it and it feels like something that you need to hear then maybe go check it out um today we kind of had a little general idea of what we were going to talk about and then right before Amber and I got on the pod I had to deworm one of my horses because he was talking about parasites and then Amber was deworming her horses because they were talking about parasites so yeah we're actually going to start talking about that instead and we'll see where the pod goes um but yeah so I was um deworming one of my horses and it's always this big elaborate process because he had EPM and the people who had him before me were pretty invasive with his treatment and he got syringe twice a day. And so now he's to the point where like, you can't touch his mouth at all. And I've been working pretty diligently with like positive reinforcement and um, just a lot of like consent and choice in the process and trying to make like sticking my fingers in his mouth, a positive experience. And he's become super, I shouldn't say super, but he's become more trust, more trusting in me with that. And so today I had to deworm him and he was doing so good. He was like targeting the syringe. I told Amber, I was like, give me 10 minutes before the pod. And then I was like, wait, do I need more than 10 minutes? No, let's just put it out in the universe. And it's going to be like a 10 minute thing. Um, because it used to be like a couple of days that I would just work on this with him. Um, so I, he's targeting the syringe. He's doing great. And then I got the syringe into his mouth. And as soon as I, so I usually do like three, like clean loops with my training. And as soon as I went to put my thumb on the syringe, my energy changed. I could feel my whole body tense up. I was like, I'm sorry. And as soon as I did that, he literally was like, Oh, hell no. And I was telling Amber right before this, like, he's like, don't plunge. I'm sorry. Into my mouth. That is disgusting. Like, what do you mean? I'm sorry. Get your, get your like weird energy out of here. And I felt that like so strongly from his energy. And I was like, you know what? You are so freaking right. So I like took a second to like ground myself and I was like, okay, animals really resonate with color. So like I filled this syringe up with like pink light. And I was like, I'm not sorry about this because the only reason why I'm giving it to you is I know that this is going to help you. I know that you need it. You've expressed that you need it. Um, and so I put that energy behind it and I was like, there's, you're right. There's nothing to be sorry for. Like, otherwise I wouldn't be doing this to you. Soon as I did that, popped the syringe in his mouth. He was totally fine. Then I found my sorry ass feeling sorry again. (laughs) And he was like chomping his teeth and like being upset about it. And I was like, Oh God, he hates it. Like it's so bad. And then I had to literally like physically give myself a little cheek tap, a little slap and tell myself that it was fine. And that I hate fluoride at the dentist, but I survive and it goes out of my mouth after a while. And I do kind of hate it, but it's fine. And so I went to throw the syringe away and I come back thinking that he's like going to be out in the paddock, just like sulking. And he was right there. I sent Amber a picture of his face. I was like petting him and I was like, he still loves me. (laughs) 
Um, but it got us on the topic of like, I'm sorry, energy. And that might end up being, you know, kind of what we talk about today, because there's so many things that we come into as humans where we're like, oh, I'm sorry, but this is necessary. And is it really necessary to bring in the I'm sorry energy? And if we truly feel that it is, then why are we doing it in the first place? Mm, so good. Yeah, it's so it's so funny because like we didn't really talk about this, but Smarty is one of the horses I needed to um to worm. And he's the one when he was little, he used to live just in a pasture with brood mares, and he had some type of trauma where he knocked out his baby teeth at like a very young age. So halter breaking him was hard because you'd have to put the halter over his nose. Like sometimes if you have like sneaky energy and you touch his like he's flinches like violently like he's you know you're saying your guy is like huge like he's super tiny but he's like fast and kind of sporadic and so when you go to do it it's like you just have to like put your hand on the side of his face you know you have you just have to be fully committed because if you halfway he's like "Uh, uh, uh." (laughs) and um and I I, we did the trailer this morning and did the color and so I literally (laughs) when you texted me that earlier I was like I did pink sparkles and I conscience consciously shifted it because I realized I was like oh man like I know I'm gonna do this thing I'm gonna do it again tomorrow and like I was like but wait what I'm doing is something that's going to help you um I wasn't sensing the parasites I feel like I saw the parasites when we were at the barrier and I was horrified (laughs) and so I was like ew we have to get them out you know and so all of that energy swirling around was like so I made sure that when I did it today, because I had to do it yesterday and did I'm doing a power pack, I um was like casual about it because I still have that story that I tell. He's weird about his mouth. And while in the physical world, there are many situations that come up where that that could be a reinforced for me because I witness it. I don't need to go in telling the story, right? So I consciously was like, you know what? Like, this is going to be so good for you. And I imagined pink sparkles going down all the way down his esophagus into his like intestines and like, and like lovingly picking up all the parasites and like sending them on their way. And so when you were like pink, I was like, I did pink too. That's so funny. <laughs> we're such weirdos. We are such weirdos, but I feel like this pod is going to be like Shaylee and Amber's odd questions about the world because we were talking about how like parasites, when you think about it, like they have their own little minds and do parasites have nervous systems? They have to, right? Like they move around. They, they, at least at the very least are energy and they can be energy in flow or energy in discord. And they, um, I just feel like killing them creates a certain energy within the body. So as much as we can support that energetically is beneficial. And also like just knowing that there is a level here's like my weird thought is like, there's always going to be a level of parasites like in their bodies year round and in our bodies. So we literally have like parasite level. That's like what digests food too, like the bacteria, which are energy. And then when the bacteria get all pissed off, they cause a slew of discord within the body. And it's so crazy to think of all these little, like these little beings in there, like getting unbalanced and how that potentially like affects us and affects our horses. Like it's got to play a huge role. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so interesting because that was the piece that I even started thinking about it was, I know that there was a time when, um, I was having a lot of autoimmune issues and, um, I think we, I think we sort of talked about, oh, it's not out yet on our Michelle podcast when I was really sick and couldn't figure out what, what it was. And it was like a mix of a lot of different things. And the doctors really wanted to do a bunch of invasive stuff. And after all these tests, they couldn't figure out what's wrong with me. They said it, um, and what happened was I did the bioscan, cyberscan, um, and she said, well, there's X, Y, Z out of balance, but also you have a parasite. And it was from me being in South Africa. And the way that it made me feel was crazy. Like I was exhausted. I was like, ang- I had anxiety. I was like all over the place. And so there's multiple things, multiple layers to the story. But the main one is that my gelding before I saw what I saw, 
um, has just been so like ungrounded and so anxious and he's really sensitive anyways, but he's been like extra, extra. And then I started thinking like, why would it be any different than it is for humans who experience these certain symptoms with within themselves? That, why would it be different with horses? But that's not anything anyone ever talks about. Like maybe they have a heavy parasite load. It's only if, oh, their coat is dull or, you know, maybe they're skinny or maybe they're, you know what I mean? It's like, well, overly anxious stuff can come up and, and they're totally imbalanced and ungrounded. And so I was like, I had thought about that before. And then I think I talked to you, but then I think I saw and I was like, anyways, we're definitely learning it when I get home. <laughs> but but it's I that was a piece that I was like, I feel like that's not something that people talk about in like horse world, you know what I mean? Human world for sure, but not horse world. Yeah. I just feel like when the little parasitic energy and you got to think about like, um, how parasites are more active on the full moon. And like, they, they are like, it is scientifically proven that they are more active, like with the lunar cycle. And so we have parasites in our body, like that, that's going to be a thing. Like if they're more active, our horses are more anxious or whatever, like that is something to take into consideration. And we're not saying to go pouring a bunch of chemicals into your horses all the time. <laughs> like that's not a thing, but just something to like be aware of. Um, and I, I just feel like horses, like they're so much more sensitive than, than people give them credit for. And while we're on the subject of him, we should talk about our theory with him feeling the water table through his feet because, um, Amber was on a trail ride recently and her horse wouldn't go in the water. And like, she sent me a video and it was like two inches of like crystal clear water and she was hanging out in it. And he was like, no, I'm not good. Like he was literally splay legged. Like if she pulled him, he was not going anywhere. <laughs> and I had this thought because she was like, well, sometimes he gets weird about going over trees too. And immediately I felt like I like connected to his energy when we were talking about that. And he was like, well, I can feel the bugs in the trees and I can feel the water underground. And Amber and I were both like, holy shit. Like what if he's just talking to the forest <laughs> and you're like thinking you're on a trail ride and he's just talking to the forest. But that is a thing. Like I've been looking at elephants and like, um, watching all these like Nat Geo things lately and how like um, whales will like point their noses to the ground and use coral reef to um, expand their voices over thousands of miles. And elephants lay their trunks on the ground and they have like these little sensors in their feet. So they like make all these little grumbles with their trunk laying on the ground. And then elephants from miles away can feel those little grumbles and understand like who, like which family they're from. And I'm like, okay, yeah, horses' feet, like, there's no way that we know, like, they have got to feel more than we, like, believe that they do, especially a horse like him. I feel, don't you feel like that's multifaceted? Because we have him who you are constantly trying to bring to a state of awareness and, and different parts and pieces of his body. You're doing the work, you're doing the self-awareness work, I do feel like there's an element of like a horse not feeling their feet at all or being so disconnected and disassociated. And then that's a whole nother thing, but yeah. Yeah. I, so for him, I feel like every trail ride we've ever been on, it's like, it's not even going over trees. It's like, if a tree has fallen, he like stops and is like, and so we, it's kind of like the running joke, like, Oh, that tree's down, you know, because it'll be miles away. And so on this particular day, like we know that we had a ton of storms in California. We went into the forest, totally unknowing what the sitch was <laughs> and there was fallen trees everywhere. So it was like very intense for him. Also, this was his first trail ride barefoot. He's always had stuff on his feet. So I don't know if like everything was just really overwhelming for him. We survived that day, but I don't know if we've recovered. <laughs> We're going to have to go on a very mild trail ride together um, to get through it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was wild to feel the difference in him. But when you were talking, I just had this like come up because that whole day, what I was contemplating was, and I just talked about this on another podcast where I was like, have I, do I even know how to train horses in a conscious way? 
because I look at him and I, like I was saying, he doesn't love the trailer, but he will always get in. I could have made him go over that water that day within two minutes. Um, we chose mm-hmm. to like drink a beer and sit there. Cause I was like, he's never had the experience of being able to just like sit with the water. This is like his second trial ride seeing water in all of his years. Cause it's so dry here normally. I was like, can we just do this slow and maybe, you know, and he did end up crossing it pretty calmly. But now that we're talking about like parasites and then we were talking about, you know, different belief systems that go with different, you know, whatever, like he's sort of, which started to make me feel guilty um, after I was really contemplating all this stuff is like, how much have I asked him to do stuff for me and take it advantage of the fact that he will just do it, even though he is like not down with it. You know what I mean? Like, and then the heavy pair. So I always feel like we only pick up stuff like that if we're susceptible already to it. Right. So like you were saying, some of your, a couple of your horses, you know, you hardly ever have to worm and then him, you do. It started making me think, oh, well, if the belief systems that are aligned with parasites is, um, you know, having people take advantage of you, not having strong boundaries, um, having others take from you because that's what parasites do right they're feeding off of you they're taking energy from you um maybe that's why he's a little bit more susceptible to parasites because he is kind of a people pleaser you know what i mean that like my horse too Mm -hmm. yeah 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 interesting (laughs) so crazy actually and i do feel i totally feel you on that because I, I think I talked to you a little bit about this, but I have a friend who trains Mustangs and she has six of them and she's like one of my best friends. Um, she had like a pretty tough childhood, like growing up with just like not a lot of compassion from her parents or her dad. And, um, and so she does not like any control or discipline in her house. Like, so her dog's lovely that they are are fucking wild and they like get on her counters and her her kitchen table and like they literally just do whatever and she's like they have no rules and I love them so much and um her horses though she trains everything with positive reinforcement and I mean everything like like she has a horse that she's had for probably three years now he's a little youngster and he, he got his tag stuck um when she first got him and ripped the tag off. And I don't know if you've ever seen those Mustang tags, but they're like thick, like for him to get it off, it like damaged his pole. And I have him in my class actually tells everybody that he's got like damage to his pole, which is unfortunate, but so he doesn't, he's not, he will not allow her to halter him. And it's so crazy because she has all, like she does his feet at Liberty, all this stuff, but she has like never haltered him. Like, she's just like, okay, it's not what he wants to do. Like, so her horses have full autonomy and sorry, this is long winded to get to my point, but I rode her mare the other day and I was almost like, I was so happy, but so sad at the same time, because every answer that this horse gave me like off of my leg, um, was coming from a place of like pure, like joy and knowing that like, if she said no, that like, it would just be a no and we would do something else. Like she totally knew that she had full choice, even in the tack. Um, and she answered with such like clarity and she was just like, yep, I'm proud. Like, this is what I do. Like she taught her like the Spanish walk under saddle. And so she was like showing me all her tricks and I was like, wow, like, this is so cool. She's so, and then it made me think of my horse who's an ex race horse and how I feel that he will just do anything for me, but it's because he's so compliant. I'm like, man, this is so sad because like, I do love him and I try to give him as much choice as possible, but he's also has grown with me over the years. And I am not someone who has trained purely positive. Like I just haven't trained like that. And he definitely wasn't trained like that in the past. And the energy shift almost made me a little bit sad. How I was like, Oh man, like, now I have this whole different perspective of a horse coming from like pure joy versus doing it because like he just is willing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so there is that like sense of, Oh man, I'm sorry. Back to, I'm sorry. I was like, Oh, I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. I know. I was like, sorry. Um, same we had um 
a working equitation trainer who's a friend of mine come and do a clinic with some of the boarders and um, my horse. I was like, I haven't ridden him very much lately, but I was like, it's cool. Like, we're just going to go have fun. It's our property. Like, how could we not do this clinic? She brought all her like fun, you know, um, gates and like bridges and all this fun stuff. And so I was like, Ooh, fun. Right. And while he is totally out of shape, he's a little, Oh, cause everything was happening. Um, when I got him in there and we, you know, there were a couple of things where I was like, you know, like the pole, um, and the ring and the holding the big pole, I was like, how can we break this down smaller for him? Cause I know this will be something that will be kind of hard for him. And so she's like, Oh, you know, and we did that. And he finally, he was great. But at the very end of it, something that she said to me that stuck with me, and this was before the trail ride. Um, that was actually the first day where he had like sent a slight, like meltdown. <laughs> it wouldn't let me catch him in my own round pen to get on. So I had to listen to the intro for the clinic from the round pen. <laughs> so she faced towards me to accommodate me. Hi, I'm the trainer. Like I can't catch my horse. It's cool. This is what we do. It's fine. He'll be fine. And she said to me as we were leaving or as she was leaving, she was like, he's really cool. Cause you can tell he really trusts you. And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, that, that is cool. And I was like, so I think there is a level of like, so we don't fall into the, I'm sorry. I could have, cause same thing. Like he, I was not on this path when I started him. And while I could say like, I'm pretty mindful, the horse got pushed really hard. He got pushed hard somewhere else. And he got pushed hard with me when we were training to go show. And so I know there's this part of him that, um, that is doing it because he, he, at some point, maybe he was like forced to, you know what I mean? He, he got tied around. He didn't have a choice. He got pushed, he got pushed, but he always fought back really hard. So I think he didn't shut down, but there's this interesting space in between like acting out and saying hard no and shutting down. And I think that's, it's like, I don't really want to do this. I don't really want to do this, but I'll do it. Cause you're asking me to, um, which goes back to like, maybe that's the parasite thing. Um, but I don't know what the point of that story was other than I feel like he is like, they are doing the stuff that we're asking them to do. Cause there is still a level of trust. It's not like they're doing it cause they're scared. You know what I mean? It's not like they're yeah. doing it. Right. So, so while yes, they chose us to go on this journey. <laughs> we don't have to feel sorry for it, but I mean, we're humans. So it happens. Yeah. I kind of have changed that energy to just like gratitude, like, man, thanks for like being there for me and not bucking me off and not like doing all the things that you could have done. Like you've had infinite patience and like, you know, there's stuff going on in their bodies that like, we're just never even going to know about no matter how intuitive we are. And it is pretty amazing, like what they'll do for us. And yeah, I mean, I don't, I feel like there's plenty of times where we have like a super fun time and like, you can tell that they're enjoying it was just so crazy to ride her horse and I'm like oh my god this horse is so different because she just really has like like and I will say like before I met her a couple of years ago I didn't really do positive reinforcement I didn't know that much about it um I was like pretty hardcore like I had some pretty like old school mentalities just because it's like what I knew um so it's like super interesting to like get that comparison but um um, I'm trying to think of where I want to go because I, I, I have so many thoughts right now and only one mouth. So, okay, wait, we need to go back to Smarty. We need to go back to the trail ride really quick because, um, we should totally talk about the summit that we, that we watched. So we watched, um, oh my gosh. Do you remember what it was called? Um, I, okay. I just found it. Um, Conversations with Nature World Summit, and it was put on by P. Horsley. Uh, she's like, she's a communicator, and it was like 25 speakers. It was free. Um, I think you guys can still access it now um, for a certain amount of money, and you can hear all the speakers for six months, and there's like a bunch of other things in there, but um, it was such a cool summit um there was like a doctor that talked about grounding which was super cool how the earth grounds you um I won't talk about the guy that let the bug live in him because Amber got real grossed out um I mean, talk but, about it, I feel like it's valuable it's really disgusting it was super gross yeah 
all I'll say is a guy let a bug live in him until it hatched so that he could watch its life cycle. And it was very interesting. Um, and okay, but there were all these like different people on there. And I got such a different perspective for, um, for plants because I've always had a belief system that like, if you talk to your food, that it will nurture your body. And like, um, with my horses, like my hay guy right now is like so dedicated to his fields and he pours so much love into them. And I just feel like my horses are so healthy because of it. Like, I just know where their hay comes from. Um, and I was listening to this lady and she was talking about her connection with with plants. And she had this analogy of like, dandelion and I can't remember the whole thing but she basically asked the collective dandelions to send a message about I think it was her health to someone and um and this person ended up reaching out to her and was like hey have you ever oh no it was about an online thing so she had never done an online class before she put it out into the universe through dandelions and then someone contacted her and asked her if she would be interested in an online class and I thought it was so cool to like think of um, plants around us communicating just like animals and sending those messages and also keeping in mind that like these plants and trees and everything have, um, I mean, their energy. And if we're all energy, they are totally connected with us and like feeling the, well, I, I shouldn't say feeling the things that we feel, but do you remember like any perspectives from like the plant? Did you watch any of the plant ones? I did not watch any of the plant ones because I can't remember what was happening, but I was busy. So it was too late when I logged on. Yeah. The plant ones were so interesting how like, um, people, I know I texted you about that one where she was, um, she was like, yeah, when I was young, people were building a tree fort and, they cut down this tree and I could just feel the tree screaming. And that was so interesting to me because part of me wonders like how much of that is coming from our human mind and our human perspective, because don't you think that if the tree did not want to be cut down or let's say didn't come here for that purpose or didn't want to die, so to speak, but parasites get in trees all the time. So would people that feel the trees screaming, would they like, can they not walk in a forest? Like, I don't understand. Maybe that's why Smarty was like. I know. That's what I'm like thinking. I'm like, so does he hear like the parasites in the trees and the bugs in the trees? And the trees are like, no, don't eat me. Um, I don't know. And like, I swear, I'm not trying to like make fun of, of this stuff, but I'm just trying to get like an understanding of like, where does it come from? Like, like, I don't, I don't think I have ever, I guess my perspective on it is I have always felt like the earth and the world is like so abundant and, um, plants are so abundant. And I just feel like they come from a place of ease. Like they can grow through cracks in the cement and they can like, literally a seed can just fly off of them and it can grow and you can mow it down and it'll continue growing. And I just feel like there's so much abundance and so much like ebb and flow within nature. And it's interesting to me when people bring like pain or suffering into it from a plant perspective, because I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like it's the same thing that even with like animals, right? Like that idea of I posted something this morning and then I was I even read it and I went now the horse is suffering and it was like a thing and then I was like wait no per, I, my perception of it is suffering like being really careful about is any you know suffering is like an interesting thing like that I I I struggle with suffering because I don't know if I know how to experience it because suffering to me feels like there's no end right? There's no solution. There's no way out. You know what I mean? You're just suffering when I don't ever really feel like that. So that word doesn't really like sit with me, but people can make stories about, you know, their perception of the horses. And, and for the most part, from what I've learned from you is that horses are pretty in the moment and reading that book, um, you know, and getting like that confirmation of like, they've chose their path, right? Like it's either, there's a karmic reason it's happening and there's pieces of that being fulfilled or, you know, there's a reason. So, you know, I'm doing the same thing with 
plants you know what I mean it's like oh my god the forests are being cut down and while that I mean sucks so many different reasons I feel like there's always a rebalance and you're not giving the earth enough credit you know what I mean and while man is definitely fucking with a lot of things on the planet I still feel like you can't beat out nature and the way that it will evolve and the way that it will rebalance you know what I mean so I don't know screaming trees suffering trees I'm not sure I'm not sure how down I am with that I know I just kind of like look out at the trees that are like super green and beautiful like out my window right now and I'm like you guys ain't suffering some of you might be like half dead but you look happy and you're growing little leaves and I don't know I just feel like nature like finds the path of least resistance and suffering I feel like comes from comparison and (laughs) your little money tree destiny hey girl Okay, but look, um, so like this thing I got from Home Depot and I said I wanted a money tree and they had giant ones. And I was like, the giant one won't fit on my thing. Like there's branches and stuff that were cut, but there's like these little like things growing. It's not suffering. This plant's not suffering. She's chilling. She had broken branches, but she just grew little sprouts out of them. So I don't know about that. I don't know. I'm not sure I'm down with that. That's that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Like it's still alive. Healthy. That's a healthy, that's a healthy. Yeah, she's healthy. I kind of feel, it looks like she needs some more water, actually. She looks very light in your hand. It's because I put um, ice cubes in it because I'm scared to overwater her. Oh. <laughs> um, all right. I just lost my train of thought. So maybe it wasn't that important. Oh, yeah, it wasn't important, but it came back to me. So I'm going to say it. Um. <laughs> I got caught in a little bit of drama from that summit, like I told you, um, because someone commented on there that they were upset that the lady wanted money for the summit. And the rest of us were like, uh, it took her like months to put this together. And like, not usually this information is not free. And they were like, I mean, she had very credible it's not like it was just a bunch of like randos like she chose some very credible very cool speakers um and someone commented like you know I understand that you're mad about not having money but that's your belief system around money and like if you could soften that she said something to the extent of like if you could soften that and understand that the world is abundant and you're attracting to yourself like what you what you have you could potentially find more like finance like you could find more abundance in your life and um of course that aligns with me so I was like yes and then someone commented on it and was like um this is a very like demeaning message this comes from a place of privilege only someone with a comment like this would feel very privileged and you're basically like talking down to people that are born into less fortunate situations. And I was trying to keep, no, I was going to say I was trying to keep my mouth shut, but I was not. I got on that right away. Um, <laughs> I was like, hold up. <laughs> That's a lie. Because, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I have this thing with comparison and I was like, okay, this is your perception, right? I was like, your perception of this person being born into lesser is because you are comparing it to what some people have and what other people have. If you had no comparison, would you really be making this comment? And I feel like that's like, that goes with like everything. And um, I feel like a lot of lack and a lot of like the I'm sorry and stuff does come through like comparison, comparing like experiences or whatever. And I just found it so interesting because there were like a lot of people on that thread. And that's all I said, by the way, I didn't really delve into anymore, but I totally was like, what the heck? Like, who are you to say that this is coming from a place of privilege? This is just like you comparing. I feel like there are people I've read stories like, um, who's who's the person that passed away that had the hay house and she wrote a bunch of books um is it like susan hay or some she's like a gratitude law of attraction speaker really in tight with abraham hicks um i want to say her name is like louise hay or something hay um she i have this gratitude book of hers that i've read like 10 times and so you would think i would know her name 
Um, but she has stories in there about how people from different stages of life, different scenarios, this little girl who was living in a bus and, um, she brought one of her teachers there one day and she was like, I really want to show you my wall. It's amazing. And she painted out this picture of this bus where the parents lived on the, um, first floor. And then she had a little plywood area and she's like, you have to check it out. And so she got like this, um, tapestry on her wall and she was so excited about it. And the, the guy was like, wow, I can't believe you live in a bus. This is so sad. And she's like, do you not see my wall? It's beautiful. It's amazing. And she has all these like real life stories of like people from their perspective, like it's so funny how we can like judge someone from the outside looking in and like what we believe to be like good for someone or a good quality of life, good living, whatever. Meanwhile, it's just because we're comparing it to what we have potentially. Um, and this is kind of a squirrel. I don't know why I went off on this tangent, but I feel like it just does kind of tie into, um, does it even tie into what we're talking about? I don't know. I feel like yes, because even when we were telling, even when we were talking about, you were talking about riding your friend's Mustang and then comparing it to um, your horse and going, oh man, like, you know, but like, he doesn't know any different. He didn't get taken from, right? Like, and my horse either. They didn't like come from a person like your friend and then get into our hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You know, their experiences are experiences, but they're not sitting in their pasture like, I wish I could go back and, you know, live with so-and-so or have that as my trainer. That's us, right? And like destroying like the fact that, oh, it's kind of cool that if our horses are worried, they trust us enough to do the things even if they don't want to. And while we could say we could be better or I could be, I'm speaking for myself, I could be better about slowing down certain things or, you know, to make that easier for him. I'm not comparing myself to that person because it's just not the way the cookies crumbled for me so I think it does go together for sure sweet so how long is this pod are people going to get tired of listening to us because I feel like we should just briefly touch on your placebo theory um because I'm thinking about like the guy with the water that I was telling you um Okay, so do you want to go first or do you want me to tell this story and then you'll talk about why you have this placebo theory? <laughs> oh, um, why do I have it? Yeah, I'll chat about it. So my thing that I'm still trying to figure out where I'm at with things is like a, a real obsession with belief systems right now, right? Like just because I'm working with my teacher so much and Theta is really, we had talked, I talked to um, Denise, my astrologist friend who was talking about, well, people that are super intuitive that, you know, are born and they just know that they're really connected. And, you know, what is all of these different modalities, you know, theta or Reiki or whatever. And it's just a way to give structure to something that us as intuitive people um, can have to sort of feel like, right. So it's all the same thing though. They have different names. It's energy work. It's whatever. Um, but you have these little structures. And so theta is really built out around finding the like core belief systems that are creating your reality and then shifting those. And so for me, this could be a whole nother episode with the responsibility and the control. So we'll have to save that for next time. So I don't want to go too far into the, into the woods, but, um, but for me, it was like, okay, what are my belief systems and really looking at those and how do they manifest? And then I started to think about, well, I know that my teacher has made huge shifts for people over a zoom call, like doing energy work. And there's so many people that do remote healings. And then I'm, you know, then looking at like people that I know that are friends that are body workers. And so my question to my teacher was, well, wait a minute. Like, so why, if we can do remote healings, why are we even touching? <laughs> why are we even touching anything? Why wouldn't we just, you're healed, you know? And, um, and, and so it was all around, well, do you believe that to be true? If you have a strong core belief throughout your entire body that, you know, remote healings are a thing, you've witnessed it, you've been validated, you don't question it, then it is. And so it is. But if your core belief is my hands touching this horse with this certain intention in this way, 
like you can make shifts and I'm not talking about like manual, like cracking and you know what I mean? Like people that touch the horse and then all of a sudden you hear alignment happening within the body, which is crazy because I've seen that happen. And so just circling back to, because you believe it. And then my brain went, is everything a placebo? Like, <laughs> does, is anything really so black and white in our life that this is the only way? Cause you see a lot of people that are deeply rooted in this is the way, because this is science or this is proven. And it's like, now it is, but in 10, 20, 50, hundred years, is it so black and white? And so trying to not close off right to these different op opportunities to see things like from a very open-minded perspective, I'm still totally working on it, but yeah. So that was like my, where my like spark of like, wait a minute, like, is, is anything real? And I'm not on drugs <laughs> when I came up with that. <laughs> like, I, like I listened to us talk and I'm like, people always just think we sit around and do like drugs all the time and come up with these like ridiculous like things. I'm like, no, this is straight sober in the middle of three o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> this is the thought that pops in my head. <laughs> these are our doo-doo downloads when we're cleaning stalls. <laughs> um yeah, I can back that hundred percent and actually one of my very first like experiences with energy work. So I read the reconnection by Dr. Eric Pearl and it's weird that I, I read it a long time ago. So I can't believe <laughs> I that. Totally remember it. My head. But, um, he does like, um, it's funny cause I remember the book name and his, but I can't get past the fact that he said that he has to like imprint the energy into you in order for you to be successful. And so I didn't like it after that, but <laughs> what he said before that, cause I was like, what? You're not Jesus. Like you, yeah. you're not going to be imprinting your energy. And then that's the only reason, but he talked about his process and how he could hold an energy ball in his hand and how it would feel like a magnet. He could pull it, he could push it. He could do all these things with it. And when I read that, for some reason, I was like, oh, I can do that. I know I can do that. And so I started playing around with it. And at first I couldn't feel it. Now I practiced for like a while on it. And now I can literally pick my hands up like this and immediately feel the energy. I can feel the ball. I can stretch it this way. I can pull it apart. I can. Um, and so I like playing with that because, and I, I tell like my students in my classes too, like I always wash my hands before sessions. And I'm like, I know that that sounds weird, because I'm doing them over the phone, but energy flows to us and through us all the time. And like, regardless of if your hands are touching an animal, like I have a very strong belief that energy is flowing through my hands regardless. Like they get hot when I'm talking to animals. Um, and so I was playing around with that same friend's Mustang one day, the one that can't be haltered. And I was playing with the energy ball. And so he can't really even be touched. Like he's pretty he does not like physical touch. He's, he's like, you could pet him and scratch him and stuff, but you would never be able to like lay your hands on him. Um, and so, and I think it's just so cool that he's, that he, not all of it is pain. Some of it is just his preference. And I think it's really cool that he's one of those like no horses. Um, but so I was like playing around with energy work and I got to his left hawk and I was like, oh my gosh, I can feel the energy. It's like stuck here. And I was like telling my friend, this is so cool. I can feel it. And so I like moved, I was like, I'm just going to see if I could push the energy through the foot. And I did that. And I was like, I think I felt it move. And I looked up and he like, like kicked <laughs> out his hind leg and like stretched the hawk and then walked off. And I was like, okay, you can move energy in the body. I believe it. It's a thing. I don't know how or why, but like, I like had the intention I felt, and it wasn't like I was going into his body because that's another thing that I feel about healing. And, um, I feel like you can't go to a body part and look at it and be like, I'm going to move you and manipulate you. I mean, you can force it through your hands, but I just feel like the body will take what it needs. Um, yeah. And so I wasn't really focusing on a specific spot. I just ended up getting to that spot. And I was like, oh, here's stuckness. And I wasn't trying to force it. I was just like, oh, what would happen if I moved it up into his body? What would happen if I moved it this way? And then it moved and he karate chopped his leg. And we were both like, oh my God, that's so cool. <laughs> so I'm a believer 
And the story that I wanted to tell was um, this guy that went to South Africa. Why are all the parasites and stuff happening in South Africa? I know. That's interesting. I know. And actually, that brings me to my next question because I'm from New Mexico and New Mexico has such a weird energy. If you talk to anybody who has left New Mexico, they're like, there's a dark energy there. Like that town is like, so Albuquerque, which is like the the main town is so violent for no reason. Like there's so much violence there. It's crazy. And I'm like, what is there? But, um, we should definitely talk about that next pod too. When we do the whole responsibility thing. But, um, so there was this guy who was in Africa and he got poisoned by the water or so he thought, and he was basically on his deathbed and it was like two days to a hospital and the people there were like well you're dying so we're gonna take you to our shaman and he's like but I'm a scientist what's a shaman like he didn't believe it at all this is a story from the summit by the way um and so they take him to the shaman and the shaman kind of taps into his energy and is like okay like you have a belief system about water and he's like yeah I don't understand like I'm from a foreign country you guys might be immune to this water and know that it has parasites and all these things in it, but you're drinking it and healthy. I'm not from here. And so I'm drinking this water. I got poisoned and it's killing me. And the guy said, the fact that you believe that it's poisoning you is what's killing you. It's not the water. And he like took him on this little inner journey about like his belief systems and then healed him within a couple of days. And he was totally fine. Didn't take any meds. Didn't, I think they, I can't remember if they made him drink some of that nasty water I think they made him drink some of that water like before he did his little quest um and they totally did kind of what you're talking about like changed his belief systems and it pulled him out of it and that's like back to that placebo thing where like our energy is everything because down to our smallest little cells that like they all have energy so if we that's what's so cool about our conscious mind too is like the ability to change the conscious mind and shift the entire energetics within our body. But then you think about the plants too and how like they, we were just clearing our woods and we would have, we were having to cut barbed wire like out of the trees. Um, And it's so crazy how like the, even the plants, like they have this internal knowing that there's something foreign on them and they just grow over it. They're just like, okay, we're just gonna absorb this now. Like this is what it is. (laughs) so kind of crazy yeah yeah my very first um introduction to energy work was in like 2018 when I went to an event it was like where we walked on fire and um which is crazy all in itself that I walked on fire and they are fucking hot coals and it is not a short strip of hot coals for any of those people it's probably cooled off and I'm like and no it's very hot um where they have this guy, Master Co, come out and he, um, I don't know if there's like a name for the modality that he does, but after he had us do that, where he had everyone like feeling like, where is it? Where does it end? You know, the energy ball. And then he had us do this and he was thrown, like you could feel everything. It was just like such a trip because I had never experienced anything like that before. And so I went to do a training because he came to our area. I watched that man move people's bodies. their backs were turned. These were people that we were doing it on each other. So if someone didn't clear somebody fully, they would feel sick. And so he'd be like, okay, come up here. Let me like finish. It was just like the craziest thing to watch people's bodies move. And he was like five feet away working on them very specific. Like, and you throw it into the salt water and like, you know, and it was just like, so crazy. And I watched it with my own eyes. And, and so I'm still very like, that's not a thing. But like, how many times have I experienced something like that? How many times have I seen it with my own eyes? How many times have I had Rochelle, my teacher, shift belief systems in me, find them and then shift them. And then I'm like, I don't know, like, I don't know about that. And then like a week later, I'm like, oh gosh, like that's totally different for me. It's like, I'm, I might be the number one skeptic human, but not at the same time. I'm very confusing as a person in general, but all I'm saying is we're on the path we're on the journey <laughs> it's so crazy you know I think we're all kind of like that like just wanting to have that tangible 
like you want to see it and touch it and like know that it's like a thing have that tangible evidence but it's kind of funny because you did see it and you're still I know know. (laughs) I might actually you know what is um Rochelle did do a session with me and and Rocco um and we found huge things in me around responsibility um that she said were his and I was like that's mine and I I want I want to see if I can get that recording from her a but B, I'm maybe I'll do a session with her around this and I'll have, I'll record it and then maybe I'll share it so people can kind of like see the process. Um, she's so good. It's so good. It's all so good. Maybe I'll just put that in the membership, in our membership. Yeah. <laughs> keep well, the stored away for our members. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, I feel good about that. How about you? Yeah, I have no idea how long we went for. We just glamored on and on. Uh, um, so thank you guys for watching. Um, I I feel like there needs to be like a little challenge with this episode. Like maybe like identify where your I'm sorry's are in your day-to-day life. I feel like a lot of people throw that shit around. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. But are you really sorry or are you just saying that and injecting injecting the the, I'm sorry's into your experiences with people and your relationships and your is it a boundary that you need to actually like hard set or are you just like throwing it around and then maybe share it with us I've got a lot of I'm sorry's not anymore I think that's one thing that I have actually really like gotten stable in but not me I'm gonna have to do that challenge and it's gonna be real like (laughs) eye-opening for me yeah (laughs) Yeah, I feel like um, in our next episode, and I'm not promising this, but I do feel like we need to talk about our core beliefs that we're sort of experiencing and identifying um, through just doing life. Um, Mine is really like responsibility. And Shaylee was saying hers is very much like control um, and how that like affects the things that you do and the relationships that you have and how your life goes on. So if you guys are wanting to go dive deeper, with us. We are going to be announcing a workshop in the next couple of weeks. And um, also the only way you can do those workshops live is in the membership. So you need to get in there. Also this Saturday is, uh, will this come out um, before then? What time is our, oh, <laughs> it will come out real, it'll be real fast. If you watch this episode at the ass crack of dawn, <laughs> on Saturday you still have a chance to get into our live tea party that is happening maybe I'll just cut this out and make it an edit and we'll throw it out there for people to watch it um so yeah so get in there we'll put the link in the in the show notes and also we'll put the link for the summit in case you guys are interested in um watching any of the things that we shared you guys can check it out yourselves um we might try to snag a couple people from that summit for the pod so so yeah I guess that's it. I guess we're ending now. (laughs) See ya.